Hello and welcome to Key Radio Live, where nothing of note happened this week, nothing released, and I've been incredibly bored. Just kidding, I've been woefully addicted to Heaven Burns Red. Please help me. I'm stuck in HBR hell. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven Burns Red. It doesn't really hell. help, though, if we're enjoying our time. True. <laughs> yeah, it's gotcha, gotcha heaven and gotcha hell are not all that different. Let's be real here. Heaven lukewarm no. orange. <laughs> what? I don't know. People are good at coming either. up with different ways of saying the hbr name <laughs> um so yeah hbr released this week uh to grand success if i might add it beat fgo weirdly enough on the charts in japan which is just yeah. weird to as think far, about. as far as i saw last night it was still at number one within its category in the iTunes yeah, it's, app store. it's held number one for like three days straight now on the iTunes app store. Wow, that's yep. amazing. And it's be it's easily it, it's approaching review. Like it's got eleven thousand reviews last I checked, um, which is pretty big for iTunes because like for context, Genshin currently has like ninety five thousand, so it's got like a ninth of Genshin's yeah. review power right now. I'm actually going to go. Three days of being out, four or five, something yeah. like that. Yep, compared to Genshin being out for over a year. Yeah. So, <laughs> to be fair, Genshin did have the flat. controversy of like the review bombing that had them cut out a lot of the review bomb stuff, but even so. I do not count that just because that was people being. Well, no, what I'm saying is that they yeah. removed a lot of uh, those, so that's why it's at 95,000. Um, I think it was yeah. more before that. But uh, it's maintaining a 4.7 out of 5-star rating on the iTunes App Store with uh, approaching 2,000 reviews. That is really yeah. good for the Which is fantastic. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As, as one of our members, Toki, had said, we were. I was also expecting it to have a middling release or like... Not much of anything, like just key fans. Not much fans. Because yeah, yeah the, Same. the mobile game market is so wide, expansive, oversaturated that I was just like, who is going to notice this? Especially since the they were doing like the little campaigns to try to get people to pre-download the game before it released, and it yeah. was pretty slow before they started getting people to do the pre-release that final Download. trailer got so. a lot of people interested in the game because it was really yeah. well done but not just that like its launch was just shocking like it made a pretty shocking splash like it was mm -hmm. like i think it's because one part was the fact that there was a lot of people that were going to play it anyways and whenever we found out that the gameplay was quality um like once people found out the gameplay was quality like the visuals looked really good and like it, it just it looks mm -hmm. different it's got a different art style it's got a different yes. play style like the gameplay is a lot deeper than a lot of gacha games that i've played it's like basically mm -hmm. a full-blown rpg at this point it's very just it, it's a high quality product and the story is just like that of any other key game i mean it has a bad end which is like that <laughs> shocked me like whenever i hit the bad end i was like wait a second you're telling me yeah i was I was not expecting there to actually be a bad end. Like, I've played quite a few mobile games that have a main story, as well as, like, some kind of, whether it be, like, the turn-based or a rhythm game, those kinds of things. They don't usually have 
bad ends or even choices for that matter. Like you might have one or two, but pretty much there's nothing. But this really, it feels like something you might buy rather than just download. Uh, yeah, Eska, I'll get to that in a second because I'll be talking about the story. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the story in a bit because there's a lot of stuff I got to talk about. But first, I'll talk to uh, I'll answer Toki's question. How is it on emulators? It runs perfectly fine on BlueStack 64 bit client. Um, just download that's it how through, I will be playing it. <laughs> um, just download it through Quo App. Uh, that's how I'm running my PC account that I've been streaming in the Keyverse Discord. I play it on my phone because it works really well on phone. Um, I've been using my iPad Mini just because, like Toki said, it is a disservice to play it on some small little screen because it is beautiful and deserves to be on a large screen. And it how does gorgeous. it look on your iPad Mini? It's It's been totally fine. Like I, I don't think I've expanded full artwork on something to see if it has any wonky borders or anything your but ipad shouldn't the, the ipad play. mini just has a standard 1080p yeah. by like 920 by 1080 screens so. yeah so for my, so my for my Pro mini has fine. black bars in the story section across the top so it's like cinematic yeah. mode um the only issue i have with mine is my mini is kind of old so some of the graphics like during fights it'll just be like a black screen for some of the the fights but on my phone it doesn't do that so that's just an age thing with my specific device yeah i it see it shockingly well with like even devices that aren't technically supported on it with iphone because like it, yeah like it's it, it runs well it's well optimized at the very least i have not experienced any latency issues um with the game at all like lag um like, uh, the only frame drops I experienced was on the emulator, and that's because I didn't set up the emulator right. Um, <laughs> but then I added more than four gigabytes of RAM to the emulator, and all of a sudden it worked perfectly fine. Go figure. Um, <laughs> but I'll talk about the gameplay first, because that's, like, gonna be... Because the story's a Maeda visual novel story. I think at this point he's proven he can do that well. Um, oh, I'll talk yeah, about what makes sure. it different from the standard Maeda story in a bit. But I will talk about the gameplay because that is something that is something that's very different. And the reason why I want to bring up right. the gameplay in the context of Maeda is the fact that Maeda controlled the entire direction of the game, and thus a lot of the gameplay mirrors that because he had to make gameplay decisions that also went through the gameplay. Um, the gameplay is awesome, by the way. It's a pretty standard turn-based RPG. Uh, you have your attack phases and you have your defense phases. Um, typically, your defense phase is right after your attack phase, and it's largely based off of stats whether or not you'll like die or not <laughs> like just don't be <laughs> underpowered that's like the best thing um yeah and as somebody who does not typically play mobile games specifically like this like that i usually hate them this one i actually can comprehend and follow along just you know translating the pages but like it's actually simple enough for me to enjoy it's very intuitive but there's a lot to sink your teeth into it's um 
uh, like you have your basic attacks and then as you go through, you build up SP, which is basically like your special attack meter. And then you can use your special attacks and depending on the type of character you have, they'll do different effects. Like defenders will often boost your defense. Healers will obviously heal. Attackers will do high physical damage attacks while blasters will do high elemental damage attacks. As far as my understanding goes, I could be yeah. wrong. Um, if you want more information, um, Heaven Bird's Red Discord has a lot. I'm going to shill them a lot because they have been my saving grace with the parts that I have not been able to translate myself. Um, that Discord <laughs> is honestly God bless a translators. Yeah, that Discord is honestly very helpful. The community's nice over there. They ha they answer all my questions pretty quickly. And um, for our for our live audience, if you want to join them, uh, we are affiliated with them, so you can go to affiliated servers to yep. join. And for those who are listening after the fact, I'm going to be putting the link in the description to join the whoop HBR whoop. Discord because they deserve it. Um, so. The gameplay is really good. You have your basic attacks, you have your special attacks, and the attacks have different elements applied to them. Right now, it's just the attack styles, but there's going to be elements like fire, uh, ice, etc. that'll come later, which will end up having more synergy and stuff. Um, there's an interesting frontline and backline mechanic that's going on that is really fun because frontline and backline pretty much implies that you have three characters out that can take damage at once, then three characters in the backdrop, and depending on who you put there, they'll have specific synergies and stuff. They'll um, Some backline characters will help you in a special case of an attack, like I think during bonus rounds there are some characters that'll hop in and add an extra attack if you end up breaking their shield. Um, oh, I haven't gotten into stuff like that yet. You See, will whenever you hit bosses. Before. Whenever you hit like actual <laughs> uh, bosses, because that's when the battles course. will be long enough to where you're gonna get yes. the bonus phases. Um, I'm still baby. I'm. I just finished day four right before the podcast, so <laughs> I'm still learning everything. Yeah, it's good gameplay. But what I really love about it is the fact that HBR is also very user-friendly in the sense that they yes. don't force you to be actively in the app to make progress. They respect the player's time, which is a really, really big deal. Yep. And uh, unusual for like, games of this style. Another note about learning how to play this game that I appreciate, a lot of games will force you to go through a tutorial phase and info dump you with every aspect of the game. But how they layer in the battles at the start, yes. it's basically in time with the character's like school schedule, so to speak, where you have to go into an arena, you go through, the teacher kind of tells you the things, and they only give you like three details at a time for you to learn. And for someone like me, I need time to absorb all that, so it's been great for like gradually learning and understanding. Heaven Burns yes. Red yeah. does something incredibly brilliant, and I'll talk about this in the story and how the story weaves into the gameplay really well, but I'll give that a second. But HBR is brilliant because its tutorials takes over the span of the first three days, which means it is expertly woven in with small breaks where you're able to just chill with the rest of the cast, which is awesome because yep. you don't end up getting overwhelmed. I like that, obviously, because it just means that there's a lot less information overload. In the... Um, 
in the lieu of the gameplay and the respecting time, it, uh, someone said it's not login predatory. The only thing that you need to log in for is your daily logins, obviously, that you get just yep. logging in. And you have three daily quests that you have to do, which are very easy to complete. Like the dailies take basically no time. So... Those are the only things you ever have to log in for, plus whatever events they're doing. But event, there's no stamina system. There's no... Well, there is a stamina system, but it's not for the main grinding portion of the game. It's for other stuff. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah. Like, overall, it just feels very nice. You can literally set your uh, team on autoplay for a battle and then just have them auto for eight hours and close the app and then come back later. I... I did that last night for the first time. I was so excited. Like, I kept checking, like, is it still working? Is it still going? Sure enough, it went the entire time I slept. I woke up and I turned on the app. It went right to the spot and it just said, you have four minutes remaining. So it did the entire eight hours while I was asleep. And I had to do nothing. And it ran like how many, how many levels did you I get? Um, well, I think the battle ran through 75 times. I had the wrong team selected so it was a little bit slow but in that time my characters went from like level 9 to level 14 so i think five levels bad. for most of my team that's not yeah. bad for how slow so. going. my maximum reps i've gotten is about 300 in a night and <laughs> And I typically use like a backline character to like level up overnight. And that's really cool. Like the fact that it takes the grinding aspect away that you don't have to worry yep. about investing massive amounts of time and draining your battery because you can straight up close. the Yeah, because yeah, my iPad, like I said, it's older, so the battery isn't all that great. The first day of playing, my battery drained a lot. But then putting that on, it just was fine the whole night. Yep. It was just crazy it is very user friendly it is the perfect balance between actual gameplay that you can sink your teeth into because there's dungeon crawling in this that you can explore there's uh just a lot of movement you can do side quests you can raise your like personality meters and stuff and all of that is weaved into this gameplay but at the same token you're not required to spend a lot of time doing that if you don't have it the mm -hmm. game very much encourages you to take the game at your own pace which i'm very much a fan of um you even how the days are split up you can like pause. it's based off a calendar so if you finish one activity starts moving on you just like shut it off okay i need to go do something else yep. which for me who opens an app, stops, goes to another thing. It's very good for someone like me. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a forgiving autosave system is what it sounds yes. like y'all are it saying. It autosaves yes. at the end of every scene. Yep. Uh, which is yeah. which is very frequent and really nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I've been playing it a lot. I've recently finished chapter one. Um, what's really cool about the way the chapters are split up is you go through it and it counts down the days and stuff. Chapter one is 12 days in total. And after that, chapter two starts up with a completely new day counter, which is kind of nice. It's like, yep, this is chapter two, day one. Um, right now, there are only two chapters in the game. Um, but we're definitely going to be getting more. I mean, this new event is pretty much in, in between what happens in between chapters one and two, because it's an event following the events of chapter one uh, with 31C. 
so yeah it's yeah it's gonna be pretty cool to see how the story unwraps but what's interesting is chapter one was its own not closed story arc because i don't want to say this like its own story was finished but it definitely felt like it was the end of a specific arc and i felt satisfied mm. finishing it like it felt right to see those credits roll at the end of chapter one and go yeah that feels right like i've definitely completed something here i mean it was 15 hours of gameplay that i went through to read the, that credits and I actually lost against the final boss of chapter one I had to go back and oh. up my characters a little bit and like because I was not prepared enough for it and um, it didn't take me like a lot of time to re-level them up. I left it autoing for a second while I went and watched a YouTube documentary. But while it was autoing, you know, I was just like, you know, doing whatever. And then I come back, I level up their stats and stuff, got some extra moves on Biako so that he was more of a damage powerhouse. And uh, I went back in and I was able to beat the boss and it was really satisfying. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I was really happy. Um, now to talk about the story, because it's game... like a visual novel, but for mobile gamers for a bit. That is exactly <laughs> what it's. That, yeah, that is pretty much what it is. I have not felt I... the game is relaxing, but it does make you feel excited. Like there's a moment where yeah. the, theme the starts... music does that alone. I can tell you that not having played it. Yes. Um, yes. The music the is very emotionally charged. Is just. <laughs> There's one moment in the end of chapter one where in the bad end, you don't get a vocal theme playing, but in the exact same thing where you're heading towards a good end, you end up getting this really awesome vocal theme and it makes you feel so cool because it's like, yes, the emotions here and you're just <laughs> running towards the good end, going through and just, yeah, it feels really nice. The game does a really good job at making you feel epic. Um, and the bad end really hit me hard because it was a choice that I made that I knew which choice it was that led me to this path. And it hurt knowing that I was the one that made that choice because it was a choice that was easily preventable. Like the bad end is literally down to one choice you make on day 11. That's like that. It's just like, Oof, so okay. it's like little busters level choices where the bad ends are have a meta commentary on the rest of the story. It makes you f it makes you feel bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes you feel bad for making the choice. And what's even sad, I miss I when I visual novels do that, that got affected by the choice, get affected by it. Uh, no spoilers, um, obviously, but, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, but if I was going to talk about like the way I, the story is, I like the way it is structured. They go through the days and each of the days have a schedule and each of the pink blocks that you see on your schedule are parts of the day with a scene in it. And not every day will have the same time blocks with scenes in it. So you get to get a very interesting glimpse and feeling of the everyday lives of these characters. So the moments in which the everyday lives of the characters are disrupted it is all the more potent because all of a sudden you have gotten used to seeing these blocks go the way you expect them to and that they don't 
but it's the key formula. It's like that key formula, but like even more amplified because of that <laughs> calendar that you see. Because all of a sudden there are some events that like just like it'll show and you're like, oh, I expect to, you know, go to the arena. And then something happens where you can't. You're like, oh, that's weird. And the music will start getting dark and you're like, ooh, that's creepy. I'm not looking forward to this. It's um, it's very fun to God, go God, this through. sounds so Mida. <laughs> it is very Mida down to the band. Um, so I, I have to be bring up the fact that there is a band in this. Uh, 31A has formed a band, and that's Girls just what Dead they Monster. do in their. I mean, what? This is what they do in their spare. <laughs> this is what they do in their spare time. But let me just say, it's kind of cool because of the fact that their entire goal is to just cheer people up in a dark time. Like it's literally their only. Which goal. is kind of the opposite of Girls Dead Monster, like you were saying earlier today. Girls Dead Monster was deconstructive, while uh, She Is Legend is constructive. I see. Um, I like the fact that the band gets their own insert song at the very end of chapter one. That is really cool. I was flipping out at that. Like, oh my gosh, that was so. Is that the cool. one you sent me earlier today? Yes, and like it's and it's a vocal version of Thirty One A's theme. Um, oh, but like it was a vo well, not just a vocal version. It was the Thirty One A theme, which is "Burning My Universe," sung by Thirty One A with slightly changed lyrics to be pertinent to them. So it was like so. Good. I love that kind of stuff. It was very satisfying. Oh, I hope that Chapter Two too. has something similar to Thirty One for Thirty One B. Burning My Universe is 31A's main theme, and it plays like once or twice uh, during the um, during the game whenever 31A does something cool. But there's a lot of vocal themes. Uh, Before I Rise, which is technically the title screen music, is just the title screen music. It has not been played yet in the game. I expect it to be played in the game at some point, but yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it's used. I just sat there jamming to it, like even beyond once my app was done downloading. I just sat there and listened to the whole thing over again. Yeah, the songs are so. The just, vocal songs don't ah, miss. So much emotion. What's funny is Maeda literally said the success of the game means that he has all the budget in the world he wants to make every vocal song he could ever imagine. Um, how do pulling characters or stuff like that affect the story? Right now, I can't really say because on my main account, I got very lucky and had a lot of SSs at the start, so I have not struggled. But from what I've heard, it's not bad because even A tier cards are viable due to the fact that you can that all of their skills apply to higher tier cards of the same character, plus of the fact that, um, Plus the fact that the characters, um, even at A tier, their strength can be pretty decent from what I've seen. And plus, if you get duplicates of A tier cards, you're able to put that towards stat boosts and stuff. And there's other accessories and stuff that boost their stats. So I wouldn't be shocked if um, like it doesn't affect the story at all. I, I, I would I would be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up affecting the events, like the event stories and other like game modes. But I, I, I don't think that they're trying to make it affect the overall main story experience because they want. So, so the guy is just the cards and not the characters. No, it's the characters. It's just the character, the, the rarities for each of the characters transfer over. I I'll, there's a screenshot I can show that 
Um, a screenshot. Let me let me grab my phone right quick, and I'll send in a screenshot. But it shows like the progression for characters with multiple rarities. So um, I'm gonna grab that right quick. You can say what you want. Like. And then I can talk a little bit more about the gotcha side of things. So when you start the game, they give you a ticket that will give you a free ten pull, and then I think it's a week long. You get one free pull every day. Um, so I did the free 10 pull, the free one pull, and then I also, they gave you enough of the, the currency to do another 10 pull. So basically yep. I pulled a total of 21 cards. Yep. I got lucky on my iPad and I like with of that, I pulled three SS cards. So yeah. I got a pretty good start up with that, but they, I read that it's actually really easy to re-roll. So that if you like come pick good cards, I need you can to talk pretty easily roll feature because it is shockingly yeah. forgiving. I rerolled on my iPad a couple times to see how it works. It lets you skip everything in the prologue after you've already gotten through it to get straight to the yeah. part where you roll after you delete your account. It's literally like it keeps and track of the fact you. that you've seen the prologue. So it's like, yep, okay, you've seen oh, that. Oh wow, go okay. To, go to the there re section. Is, it's literally there's only a re one feature. other app. I've played where they have understood that people are going to re-roll their accounts and do it. Like that that to me adds more respect to how they're doing this gotcha system. Yes. And the whole fact Definitely. that it's their rates are so much higher than other apps. Like yeah, SS you you're dealing with 3%. people who do the best cards are like 0.01 chance of getting these stupid things, but in this one it's whole percentages. <laughs> uh, someone who's dealt with the pains of gotcha i have not felt the need to pull on the initial banners anymore past the 21 characters that i got that first time i'm now hoarding my savings for events or other future characters because i want other ones that haven't been featured in gotcha yet yeah so yeah is there room for the gotcha to have crossover event banners that we don't know about? Because we haven't even gotten SS cards for all of the main cast. Yeah, they just oh, have a gotcha okay. for um, the the main class. That so far is what their paid gotcha is just for them. And then they have another one that's a few more other characters, but it's not like 12 total. characters. Yeah, the SS 12. cards they have 12. are a lot of 31C because they are prominent in Chapter 1. Um, the other 12 yeah. cards are a lot of the 31C cards, and then, like, a couple 31D cards, because Chihei's in there. This is, um, yeah. I sent in the screenshot that the, that the people seeing, you can see that they're listed under the same progression as the same character, um, but they're just different tiers of the same card. So, I guess we'll see how that works whenever we start getting more of the same characters, obviously, because they're not going to just stop after we get SSs of every card. Um, I'll get to my thoughts on the characters in a bit, but yeah, overall, first of all, can I just say the art is, the character oh, the designs art. are so nice. They are very uh, varied without blending together. Um, exactly. It, it hits that. When there's this many characters, it's amazing that they all look different. Yeah, there's not a single same face character. It's very weird. No. It's like all of them are so varied that it's like how did we do this because even angel beats had some characters that looked 
like close to each other and like is there only one artist for hbr nagath nagath and fumayun designed certain characters however yugen did all of the primary art so like while naga did the original gotcha. design for tama and fumayun did the original design for aoi they ended up not going through with um yeah yugen's done pretty much all the art it's been what he's been doing for the past like three years <laughs> um yugen drew it all it's crazy to think about um, the music in this game is fantastic, by the way. Like, I did not expect the OST to resonate with me, but like, it definitely hits harder once you've played the game and you just get introduced I to mean, the setting. This, the music had such power over me that one of the uh, vocal tracks that Uturi had played for me that I'm guessing is somewhere down the line. It's the I DD just for started. <laughs> okay, it's the ending for chapter one. I just started crying, like. Flat out almost sobbing to a song. First time hearing it, I, you know, I don't have enough comprehension to have understood the lyrics. It's just, it had that much power of emotion to it. Rihanna's vocal track was just, oof. Like, it, it's oh, powerful. Oh, that one. Okay, yep. Yeah. It's you can really good. feel the emotional effect of yep. this game. What Platy said, for sure. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, like, the vocal tracks are great. I wonder... I, I need to, like... I need to... I think... Oh, yeah, I already grabbed it. For those who want to see the music video, I can't share this on the podcast itself because it's definitely copyrighted. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll send in the MV for those who want to see it in in the chat. What's really cool about Heaven Burns Red... We could also fact, listen to it in the post-show. Yeah, what's really cool about this game, though, is the fact that the story is just perfectly paced. I have never... Like, usually with my Ada, I have some pacing issues with how he does it, but somehow I have not had a complaint about how he has paced this story. Nothing feels like it's happening too fast. Nothing feels like it's happening too slow. And ironically enough, I think the drip feed of content is the exact reason why I think this way. Because while we have about 25 hours of main story content right now, it's still just one of those things where it's like... It's just one of those things where because he has all this time in the world, he can make a cast as large as he wants, and I can feel attached to pretty much all of them. Yep. It's very weird. This, the setup of how it's like the little schedule, it's easy to not have to dwell on the gaps. Yep. So you can, there's, there's certain time blocks in the day that might get just skipped over because eh, that's not important. Yep. It's just the day to day. There's no worry of being caught on information that doesn't really matter. But it also keeps you presently aware that things happened in this block of time. It just it's not our plot relevant. Yeah, like there's so. liter like there's literally times that are just grayed out like meh, that's not important for today. Yep. You don't need to you don't need to see that. Um yep. I don't know why Ruka's eyes covered and I'm going to have some crackpot theories because i have developed a couple crackpot <laughs> theories about what a potential meta commentary this game could have um because there's a I'm lot excited. of i love details this stuff. that like i'm like this is either very unintentional and they're just trying to throw us for a loop or this is maeda being a genius 
probably the latter. <laughs> I hope I'm right. Probably the about, latter. I'll talk it's about that variant. Oh goodness. Cracker barrels hitting. <laughs> <laughs> um I will talk about the atmosphere though. I described it to Wisp because he was asking me last night. And I, I pretty much described it as this. The world around you is falling apart, but there's this one place. It's safe. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. That is the town that you are in. Everyone you know mm -hmm. is there and everything you are fighting for is there. But at the edge of this town, as you look out at the ruins of the place that you, uh, of the ruins that this place could easily become, there's a small counter, which is at the clock tower, and it's those who are left. And it's just that simple reminder that while, yes, it is very peaceful right now and you're safe, that's a reminder that as that counter goes down, that's everything you're fighting for. Every single yeah. person. So it's like, it's a perfect atmosphere. It sets the tone so well to like, mm -hmm. just, it's, yeah, it's like, it, it, it's very chill. Like it's a very chill place to be around, but I'm ready for that place to go to ruins and be pain. Like it's a it it's honestly oh, yeah. probably my favorite Maeda setting. Like he managed to strike such a powerful chord with this setting. And I think it's because you can walk around, see people laughing, smiling, goofing off in it. Like, this is the first time we've been able to see a, an actually active key world that is like alive and moving and changes as days go on. Um, I'm trying to think of any work that might compare to just the overall atmosphere of this, but I can't really think of something that is comparable to it. There might be like unique. very pick because sometimes like Angel Beats was an isolated one place kind of thing, but it doesn't have that same feeling of so Angel Beats because it. you know the imminent threat isn't there. It yeah. doesn't feel desolate because there's still some modern conveniences it's not like harmonia or planetarian where... is not a great comparison either yeah it if, is if you were to go outside the borders into places where the cancers have destroyed you'd probably feel that but this is kind of like if you had a camp that was like fine and completely untouched yet in the planetarian world before the robots destroyed everything yeah, that and you get might this... be a way you could pull it there is definitely a sense of mystery um i'll talk about that with my crackpot theories because there's a lot of things that are left <laughs> to my imagination and as someone mm -hmm. who likes trying to call things i'm gonna call it um we do get to see a camp of a place that exists where they're hiding from the cancer within a ruined city later in chapter one which is really cool um and like them going out to try and like take them back to the sanctuary city like this place isn't just for the people who are training it's also to protect those who need it it's very much a, it's mm -hmm. it's very cool to see um and some of my favorite parts i'm sorry have not necessarily been like the things that are on track for the main story but the little side bits like you can used to have lunch with a character you could invite a character to go take a bath and it just it's so that's pleasant. very it's fire just, emblem three houses s just go with, but with cute girls so yeah and, and just they're just like what do you want for lunch you have this little talk you get little like pulls of information like 
it's a normal school day almost, but with things you have to fight. And I, I've just loved the CGs have been so beautiful. And it, I don't know, it sets this really unique warmth amidst the, yeah. the wildness of what you have to do. Um, so wait, is there a definitive core group of friends? Within chapter one, the core group of friends is clearly 31A, but their friendship is very strained because they just became a team. So it's like one of those things yeah. where you could definitely feel their struggle to get into a dynamic, which makes whenever they finally do get to come together and work together even more satisfying because they're able to set aside their differences. But in, even in yeah. chapter two, they're starting to introduce more of the groups, start building more of that mm -hmm. inter-team friendship that's going on because Aoi is on a completely different team, but we clearly know that Ruka and Aoi are very close to each other at a certain point in HBR based off of the trailers. So it's one of those things where it's like, obviously there's going to be some interpersonal relationships. And I'm very excited to see where those go because of the fact that it just means that we're going to have time to see all of these characters grow. How many chapters do I think it will be? I have no clue. That is for Maeda to figure out. <laughs> well... We know for Maya to know he like the story has been yeah yeah completely written or at the very least completely planned yeah, that we do have the end I don't think it'll be ten chapters that feels a bit short for the scale of this story but for the pace that I'm chapter one made thirty I would not be shocked if it was thirty chapters like yeah. it, it's big. But 30 sounds like that perfect sweet spot of really big and able to get all these characters together. But I don't think it'll be influenced by the community that much because they did say they have an ending in mind for the main story. So if anything, we're just going to get event stories after that point. Those might be... If anything, the only thing I think the way the community might influence is if he has to maybe try to trim the fat a bit to get to the ending faster if it feels like the app is not doing so well they might try to give it a better definitive ending if god is that forbid something, something like that, that has happened with uh gotchas before that y'all have noticed it, okay it, it does, uh, they either they either are given time to end or like uh, an english server for a japanese game they just ended it completely just they're like you have a month left to catch up on what you haven't read yet and it's done you get nothing else wow so, <laughs> yeah i have a feeling that hbr will be fine though because the first event will typically determine yeah. how many people have dropped off from the game and the thing is it's it, the first event got a lot of hype like on twitter it's art like it was approaching like seven thousand likes which is about the amount that the oh, launch dang. tweet had so it's like one of those things where it's like ah clearly there's not a lot of people who have dropped off of this game yet so as long as they maintain this momentum going forward with consistent content and consistent you know stuff to do and they keep maintaining this user-friendly atmosphere while also encouraging people to wail so that they can make money um I think it'll be fine. I think the game will be successful for a long while. I mean, Maeda already said they have all the budget they could ever want, so, like, clearly something's up. Like, they, they've yeah. got time. Um, I'm very curious what they're gonna do with, like, chapters. I don't think... 10 seems a bit short for me at the pace they're going. Like, 
it would be just enough to get like the basics of all the characters, but I don't think it would be enough to tell a story with all of them where they're all playing equal importance, which is clearly what they're trying to do here. Like Maeda's plan is like, you have these characters and I'm going to make you know all of them because we already have interacted with pretty much the entirety of the cast by the end of chapter one uh, and at the start of chapter two. So at this point, it's one of those things where it's like, now it's time to like really get into these characters. And I think the events will have it because it looks like Mari's going to have some actual backstory in this event, which tells me that these events are totally going to be archived uh, because they always do. Oh, I hope so. I, I think really they're going to archive so. those events because... It would be weird for them to lock main story content behind a time gap, which is something Maeda has openly talked about not wanting to do. So there's going to be an archive Interesting. system. Okay. Okay. Good, good, good. Because uh, I'm like, I don't know if I can get through chapter one before the event ends. Yeah, it looks like it's going to last a week, but even still, yeah. There's got to be an because you can already go back and look at the quests, like the side quests you've missed and do those. I have a feeling it'll work similar to that. This this event that's coming up, it it comes out for like on for Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day right? But is it themed Valentine's Day? I mean, it's the event name is called Tender Love and Kindness. So, <laughs> OK, so we do have some there is some level of theme. Um, theming to holidays, but I don't think we're going to get them in a Santa outfit when no. Christmas comes along with. Because, like, Mari's not in any, like, Valentine's-related stuff. It's just they... It's because of the fact that Mari feels very much strongly about her love towards 31C, and the entire story is about her relationship with them. So, it'll probably have, like, yeah. a big theme around familial love, is my guess. Because of the fact that, like, yeah. the first... The first hint that I have in the trailer is there's something going on with data and uploading consciousness, because in the first line, it says something akin to, Mom, if you're in this tablet, please let me know. And I'm like, what? Okay, what? That, is, that is a large what do I give chapter Boy. 1 out of 10 for a prologue? Probably my favorite prologue in all of Key. That was like an amazing start to a Key work. Like 10 out of 10. Uh, have no complaints. Nice. Like the I, prologue was great. The prologue Setting was up fun. everything. Yeah, it was it was just fun. So cool. now I'm going to talk about my crackpot theory cuz oh boy, I have oh a big boy. one. So, Platy have you encountered yeah. when your defense breaks and the icons start glitching out? Yes, okay. I have. That's that, 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 me that, that was my first thing that was kind of going towards a theory simulation. But you are now at day four, which means you have unlocked the clock tower. Did you walk yes. around a little bit in the clock tower world at all? Um. Well, I don't know if this was a thing with my iPad or not. I was actually going to ask you about this later. But I, like, said, okay, yes, go to the clock tower. And my screen is just totally black. That and like I had to, like, yeah. 
So I, I didn't know what was going on because I went like to one way and it said this would be unlocked into like Okay, so you haven't unlocked something before. eleven. I forget. So. Yeah, you day eleven of chapter yeah. one will probably be when you unlock it, but as you walk through it, the characters yeah. are standing there in positions that they would typically be in, but they're glitched. Um, and I'm like Oh yeah, I couldn't see that because it was like, just a black. Where's screen. the lore implication here? What's the lore implication? So my crackpot theory Ooh. is either Ruka is dying and this is all a dream simulation in like her consciousness or whatever and cancer is what she's fighting which would be very fitting given the fact that the name of the thing is cancer or mm -hmm. or this is another just wildly out there theory all of it's a simulation but that or it could just be stylistic but you know nothing's unintentional with Maida so I have to think it means something nothing is arbitrary yeah that's so like, been that's a staple of and, his writing since the very beginning since Moon you know and the name of this world is called the world of memories so as you walk through it you know this guy you got uh, this track yep. you've got these glitched out characters and it's like whew, I, I, like the vibe there is completely off and I'm like what is going on so that's my crackpot theory. yeah i i did wonder why they went glitchy because it you know they they warned you that like if you break your your first line of defense you know get out of there you might explode because of damage trying to use it so i was like yeah. okay maybe but the glitchiness was a bit funky as a way to show that yeah, I'm like, I'm very curious because this new event is clearly hinting at some form of consciousness upload. So I'm like, huh. yeah, Let, well, I'm very curious what this will lead to for HBR. But that being said, that's pretty much all I have to say to hype it up. It's just been a fantastic experience. I, I am shocked at the sheer quality that this product has provided in a very short amount of time that I've been playing it. And also like it made such a splash in like the mobile game community. Like it got pretty, it got pretty popular and I'm very happy about that. The Heaven Burns yeah. Red Discord like popped off the moment that it happened. What, <laughs> what's its member count right now? I need to check. It's uh, also close to 700, really, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's, haven't really it's almost 900. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's been getting even bigger and bigger. Yep. It's very happy. It makes me very happy to see this yeah. game of success. Maeda Which officially makes success. it the largest key Discord, period, I believe. Uh, Clan Adcord is at 900. So. Okay. So not quite, yeah, but. No still close yep and maeda has noticed the success which makes me even happier given the fact that he was so nervous about this release like oh yeah incredibly so even like like he retracted his tweet the day before but he hasn't retracted his tweets for months before talking about how just worried he was about whether or not it would be overshadowed whether or not it would work well specifically the one that he tweeted on the day Prima Doll anime was announced. Yeah. I see Maeda's tweets because it's just Jun underscore Logai. That's that's his that's his Twitter at. And I just read through his tweets, see for updates, and he's been incredibly happy with like he's been shocked. He at deserves how it. Like he he, it. I can tell he's pretty satisfied with how the product is turning out. He I really need success. to figure out how to send some kind of like I mean, you can comment. Love mail to him. I mean, yeah. You can comment on his tweet, like just be like, "Yes." That's true. 
yeah. Manpig can probably send the Twitter wisp, but I'll, I'll probably end up showing off Jun's Twitter as long as you promise. Please don't harass the man. Be kind. Be, be kind. kind, or please, I will come for you. Please be kind <laughs> to Maeda-san. Yeah. Alright, so... That's it. That's this episode. I'm very happy, and I'm very excited to see where this goes. Mm -hmm. Honestly, so. it has so much potential and has already blown expectations out of the water. Yeah. Can't um, see more. So, Lucia, have we convinced you to pick up the game yet? <laughs> uh, I, I am going to. It's a question of when, but I am definitely going to. And yeah, I mean, like, I've been looking for a good Mida story for a long time because here's the thing and I don't want to get too deep into the Mida of it all because we, we are going to be talking about that on a future episode but he did not have a great writing time during the 2010s definitely not like you know his best really, work was Angel Beats first beat and that never saw completion Right, and and the anime adaptation, or not adaptations, the anime originals were all mixed, and so, you know, he hasn't had a real huge success to himself like this really since Little Busters, and even that, it wasn't really to himself. He was the project head, but he wasn't the only writer on it. Here, like, he's... He has a lot more of an integral role in Heaven Burns Red, and it's really just heartwarming to see it do well because I wanted him to be lifted up so badly. So, yes, that's what it's I have to say about such it. Such an internal struggle to see like everyone else's projects doing well, but his own had such faulty reception. Yeah. And it, the book helped him, I think, it sounds like, recenter him. Yeah, and I, out, I don't want to downplay part that. Of himself. Yeah. yeah, And then it feels right. like this, this was kind of his, his own comeback. Something for him that he just, I can feel the passion from it. And yes. it's just uh, the emotion and humor in it is top-notch it's maeda tier humor like if yes. you like maeda humor oh. it's gonna be good it is it is wonderful do you think that hbr will be one of key's greatest stories yeah honestly mm -hmm. i've been convinced i see the vision like i'm on this ride and i'm ready for it to break my expectations like completely i'm like i don't I wouldn't go around saying it'll be oh his most like the most emotional or like most sad, but just I think impactful. it'll be his most well post. I, I think it'll be his well, most well put together. He's got a lot of yeah. time to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think very impactful and definitely a ten. <laughs> Is anyone else writing along Maeda? So Maeda has not written every scene in HBR. He they do outsource some of it. However, this will be very much a case of because Maeda has confirmed that he is the voice director, the music director, and the scene director for everything involving this game, meaning he has overseen everything that anyone has written for this game, even if he has not written it directly himself. So this is very much a Maeda work. 
silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that That's fine. That's probably a fairly good place to end the episode anyway, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yep. So if you did enjoy the episode, I'm glad I'll be flying solo next week because Lucio will be out. <sighs> and I hope you all have a great day. Bye. 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 -bye.